Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Harissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, friends. Welcome once again to an episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. We're glad to have you here with us today. So we'd like to kick things off with an interview with Jifa. We thought it would only be fair to let her be the first interviewee. (laughs) Since it's our hope to interview other homeschoolers. Um, So we're starting off with Jifa today. Um, So let's not waste any time. If I wanted to tell us a little bit about yourself, I know you gave us an introduction in episode zero, but just a short one for anybody who hasn't listened to them. Thanks, Carissa. So if you're just joining us today, like I mentioned earlier, my name is Jifa, Jifa Andam. I'm married and blessed with four lovely children, two girls and two boys. Their ages are 12, 9, 7 and 4. We began homeschooling in 2017, so we've been doing this for just a little over three years. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's it about me for yeah. now. <laughs> okay, so I guess the big question that will be on everybody's mind is, why did you start homeschooling? Because you first started homeschooling before 2020 made it mandatory to homeschool. So, what was the main reason why you started homeschooling? Uh, there are a few reasons why my husband and I decided to go this route. Our children were actually in school. We didn't have homeschooling on our minds right from the time we had them. We were, we're not <laughs> one of those families. Um, it's just something that came about over time. They were in school uh, and... We had just moved. We had just moved uh, to Ghana from the U.S. and we, in the U.S., our oldest was in school in a classical Christian school because prior to her going to school, that's uh, we had done some research on uh, various educational methods or philosophies and approaches, and we decided that we liked the classical Christian approach, and so we wanted to educate our children in this manner. And so we enrolled her in a classical Christian school there. But when we were moving to Ghana, we tried to find a school like that, and we couldn't find one. So we ended up enrolling them in a Christian school, a Christian school that we could find because that's important to us. That was the closest we could find but though our children were in a lovely school the curriculum was an issue for us mm-hmm. and that wasn't the only thing there were other issues uh, such as the time that i uh, we were getting to spend with the children mm-hmm. uh, as you know accra has 
lot yeah. of traffic. <laughs> and we didn't even live that far from the school, really. But by the time the kids went to school and came Come back, on. had to do homework, the day just flies away mm. and you find that you are hardly spending time with them yeah. and it's another day and another day and then it's the Trapped weekend. in the cycle. Yes, you know how it goes. And so that was another reason. And related to time also was the opportunity to pursue other activities that they were interested in, like mm. music or sports, um, properly. <laughs> the school did offer some. Yeah. It's good you qualified because... <laughs> Yes, the school did offer something, but if you wanted to really do some of these things very well, you did need to give it time. Yeah. And, and I guess that that also eats into the time that you could be spending with them, because then that has to be like an extra, extra That's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So these are some of the decisions that led us to homeschooling. We decided to give it a try and see. So, okay, I'm curious. What are the other options you considered apart from homeschooling it was just other schools really (laughs) (laughs) but that wasn't um we figured quickly that that wasn't going to solve the problem because it was the same thing and and getting to some of the schools was even going to be more difficult so we quickly realized that homeschool was our only choice Mm. i was actually quite surprised at myself because (laughs) It was never on my radar. Yeah. I mean, I knew about it. I knew people who had done it. And I thought, wow, these super moms will <laughs> to them. But it's, it's, I think it's amazing how God works because I feel that at the right time, he just put that desire mm-hmm. in my heart for it. Yeah. And, he, and it's still there. He hasn't yeah. taken it away. <laughs> We hope he doesn't. Rather, it's Jojo. Jojo will be in trouble. <laughs> okay, so I, I guess you mentioned a little bit about it. You mentioned a classical Christian education. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a bit about that and what you mean by that, just in case people don't know? Okay, so that, what, once again, that's the educational approach we decided to take for our kids or to use for our kids. So classical education is pretty much the education that existed prior to the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And that's how the great minds of those times were educated. Mm-hmm. Um, classical Christian education, I guess to be more specific, is comes from classical education. (laughs) The difference is that um, we emphasize truth, goodness, and beauty. And it's Christ-centered because Mm -hmm. all truth comes from Christ or emanates from Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the focus in this kind of education is not just educating the mind of the child, but the heart of the child as well. It um, focuses on the liberal arts, and the, the study of the liberal arts and the great books. Mm-hmm. And the liberal arts are made up of what we call the trivium and the quadrivium. Okay. Now, the trivium is made up of what we call the verbal arts. And the quadrivium 
is made up of the math mathematical arts. So the verbal arts are grammar, logic, and rhetoric, and the mathematical arts are geometry, astronomy, arithmetic, and music. Now, um, don't just hear that <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and begin to think, oh, these are the only things, you know, these are sort of broad descriptions mm. which which cover all the subjects uh, that we do study. Mm. Now, one hallmark of a classical education is the way that the education is structured. Okay. Shall I say it? It focuses on the child's developmental stages. Okay. So, we know that children in elementary school or let's say from about kindergarten that age mm -hmm. to about grade six, um, tend to learn in a certain way, just developmentally. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call the grammar stage in the in, in classical education. The focus here is to teach children in a way that's easiest for them, just as they learn naturally. They've that's been created on learn. the developmental stage they are in. Exactly. So at that age we focus a lot on memorization, using signs, chants, rhymes, all these things to help them internalize or keep the information that they are learning. I guess that's because, you know, people say that young children are like, their minds are like sponges. Exactly. They just soak up like anything that you sort of throw at them. So I guess that's why you focus more on memorization and lots of facts and um, information at that stage indeed because you 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 are going to need something you're going to need the building blocks mm -hmm. upon which you mm -hmm. build in in the future as they go along in school and you cannot you cannot build if yeah. you don't have the, the building blocks. Yeah. yes so we have to fill their minds at that age i know sometimes we tend to have a negative um perception mm. of memorization maybe because of the experiences yeah, that we've had especially it, in africa yes <laughs> it probably was not done well i mm. i do feel that it was taken from from that era from mm. classical education i do feel like that's where it came from but maybe the implementation yeah. wasn't as it ought to be and so it got a negative vibe but if it's done well you cannot we we expect children to think critically and we try to teach critical thinking skills at such a young age i mean it's not a bad thing but the truth is they cannot critically think as i heard um andrew pudua say once they cannot critically think about what they don't no, know they have that. to have that's something point. yes so anyway that's the grammar stage and then the next stage is the logic stage this is when children are just about teenage you know the teenage years and um, we know that naturally at this age they tend to ask why a lot they want mm -hmm. to know the reasons behind things yeah, why, why things work work the way mm -hmm. they do they want to get more in depth they want to understand the logic behind things mm -hmm. and so that's the focus of this age in fact it's also called the logic stage and it's pretty much what i've described so now with all that they learned in the grammar stage now we get into more detail. Mm. Children at this age learn logic as a subject mm. and begin to apply that to everything they know. Yeah. Yes, in detail. And the final stage is the rhetoric stage. At this stage, 
the children have they've they got all that knowledge in the elementary years. It's not like they stop learning as they mm. go ahead. You know, they keep getting it. Now they've learned logic. They're understanding how things work. Mm. And then by the rhetoric stage, we expect that they have a full understanding of these things. And they are able to persuade people about whatever it is that they believe or whatever mm whatever topic or whatever subject it is that they want to defend. Okay. Because the thought is, if you've learned something well enough, then you should be able to teach it or be able to defend it. Mm. And in fact, if I want to, if I want to um, describe one key aspect of classical education, for children is that we want to teach them the art of learning mm. at the end of these three stages we are hoping that children will be able to pick up anything that they want to learn mm. be able to teach themselves mm -hmm. and and be masters at that thing um okay. so i don't know i hope yeah. <laughs> i hope i've done justice to, i don't I think i've done justice to it but i hate at least for our purposes. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, just to clarify, the rhetoric stage is like the high school years, right? Yes. Okay. You're right. All right. So, this approach to education that you've chosen is, if, I would say it falls under an educational philosophy, right? And there are many different educational philosophies. So, how would you say you went about choosing, or how would you, what would you say to somebody who is, trying to decide how to pick one, you know, which which philosophy to go by. Um, so for I suppose I can talk about what we did. So for us, we thought about the future. Mm. What what kind of adults would we like our children to grow up into? What would we like them to value mm. as adults? As Christian parents, of mm. course, it is our greatest desire that our children be saved yeah. and live lives as Christians on this earth to mm. the glory of God because yeah. we believe that that is the chief end of man. And so that's where we started from. So from that point, we asked ourselves, well, what kind of education we'll can get, get us to this point? Mm. And after doing our research, we landed on <laughs> classical Christian education. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's get into the specifics, the day-to-day -day life and teaching. And I'm sure most people would like to know what specific curriculum you use. Yeah. So okay. if you could tell us a bit about that. Okay. So we've used different things over the three years. I, I guess we tweak as we go or we... You know, we are fine-tuning as we go along because we've only been doing this for three years and a bit. So in the first year, we did, a, I, I guess I can call it an a la carte program. <laughs> we read about different uh, classical education um, publishers, I should mm. say. And so we picked what we thought mm was the best curriculum for the different subjects mm. based on what we read, based on the information that we had at the time. But now, we've I would say that we've narrowed it down a bit. We mm. still shop around a yeah. bit. But our two main um, 
curriculum providers, I should say, mm-hmm. are Memoria Press mm-hmm. and Veritas Press. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to mention a few of the others that you use? Yes. For science, we use Apologia. Okay. And for math, we use Singapore Math. Okay. So moving along, let's drill a little bit deeper. How would you describe a typical day in your homeschool, in GFS Academy? <laughs> A good day or a bad day? <laughs> both. I think we want to hear Because both. we have a good amount of both, just to be we realistic. We want to hear the ideal day, the normal day, and then the bad days. <laughs> okay, let me just give, let me give a normal day. So, on a normal day, we would wake up, kids would eat breakfast, um, you know, have their bath, all that. And then we'll come into the schoolroom where... The kids will do their Bible reading if they haven't done it already. Mm-hmm. And then we sit together for a circle time. Mm-hmm. Uh, during circle, because we are classical educators and memorization and recitation is so important mm-hmm. to us, we spend a good bit of time on recitation. They usually have a set of questions that they are memorizing mm-hmm. based on what they've been learning okay. to that week. Okay. So we go through our memorization or our recitation questions. We pray together. Mm-hmm. We we make we do different things mm-hmm. on different days. So one day it may be that we are reciting a poem that we've been memorizing. Another day we may have math flashcards that mm-hmm. we, we you know we play math flashcard games. Mm. I try to get them to do a bit of math drills every day. Mm. Multiplication tables, addition, subtraction, depending on their their age and what it is they are okay. studying. Um, let's see what else do we do for circle time. Sometimes we talk about a virtue. Okay. Um, we may have a virtue that we are studying that we call. For a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. so it may be patience, mm. it may be love. Mm. Yes, so we will discuss that. Um, so it, I try to change it up a okay. bit, but definitely one thing that's standard is the recitation time mm-hmm. that we have to do. Mm. Yes, so after circle, then we break out into uh, different everybody get their books. We are usually in one room working mm-hmm. together. If need be and somebody needs some quiet time, they can step out mm-hmm. and sit at the dining table or somewhere else to work. Um, there are four kids, so it's a bit crazy <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> I kind of have to hop from mm-hmm. one, one to, to, to the, the other. other. Thankfully, my 12-year-old, she's older now. So she's able to manage herself mm. quite well. Even my nine-year-old is quite good. When he's in a good mood, yeah. he'll, do, <laughs> he'll do what he has to. They all have their timetables. Uh, they know how much time they have to spend on each, each subject. subject. Okay. They may not spend that. Sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's longer, mm-hmm. depending on the subject. I'm not too strict on okay. that, so long yeah. as they're getting the work done. done. They'll call on me as they need me. But because um, I'm trying to teach them the art of learning, yeah, I 
try to be a bit hands off mm. and let them do as much as they, they can, can. Okay. and I only step in when they actually need me okay. so of course if we are learning a new topic in math or in grammar I I can explain to them but sometimes I actually don't have mm. to sometimes they can pick the books themselves and, and figure it out okay. yes so I just kind of do that <laughs> for, oh, for many oh, hours. <laughs> Recently, I've been spending the most time with Jojo, my youngest, because he needs the most one-on-one mm. attention because we need to do things. I need to sit by him. Okay, let's write this. Let's do that. Mm. And so I guess that's how it goes. I spend the most time with the youngest and then it moves up from there. And the older ones just need more mm. supervision. Um, sometime in the day, in the morning, we take a break, mm. a snack break. So we just take some time off. They like that. <laughs> um, and then we get back to work. And then we have a lunch break around 1 or one, between 1 and 2, depending on when we began. Mm. And then after that, people should be wrapping up their yeah. work. It usually happens that, of course, the youngest finishes his work first and then the next mm. and then the next and then my oldest her mm. work tends to go on a bit especially because she's began taking some online classes and mm. so with time differences and yeah. all that her, her classes drag on a bit but yeah i i hope that oh no it, i forgot they also get to have a short play break mm. also um, okay. after lunch usually mm. yes before they get Back to, to work. work. Yes. Okay. So, so how many subjects would you say that you are or each child is doing as at now? Okay, so that varies. That varies a bit per child depending on their age. But um, so I, I guess I can just run through the subjects okay. maybe. <laughs> instead of. So My seven and nine year old study pretty much the same set of subjects mm. um, math the language arts so spelling grammar um, writing of position um, we also do latin science christian studies classical studies literature history music art cursive mm. that sounds like a lot doesn't it <laughs> I, I even want to kind of back up to the Latin because I know people will be like, what? Yes, so Latin Latin is one of the core subjects um, when it comes to a classical education. Mm-hmm. A good majority of classical educators study Latin. Um, I suppose we can get into the importance of studying Latin mm. in a whole new episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to take up this time doing that. But yes, that's one of the things that okay. we study. Alright. Um, so, do you want to tell us um, for your youngest and then for your oldest? Okay, so my youngest is just four at the moment. So, we are just focusing on numeracy and literacy. Those okay. are our core subjects. Okay. But we do spend time in what we call enrichment. Okay. Memoria Press has this section, <laughs> I should say, <laughs> called enrichment where we study 
science and history and culture and music and poetry to okay. all of these things. So, I mean, as the name says, it enriches okay. the education. So, we do that as well. Okay. Read aloud. Yes. Okay. And for your oldest? Oldest, if he is studying the same subjects as the middle two, except for spelling, um, but of course she's doing them in more detail. Mm. And she's not doing the same science as they are mm. into on and yeah. so forth. Yes. We'll have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode, so do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.